listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. So we're going to talk about how to go from the two kinds of faith, weak faith or strong faith. And how do I know which one I have? You know, she was talking about every man has dealt the measure of faith. Well, Melissa, how do I know what measure I have? Well, it's not up to Jesus. It's up to you because it says he's dealt to man the measure of faith. And so if your faith grows, if your faith uh, grows exceedingly, um, he, uh, Pastor Joel wrote down um, ever increasing faith. That's not up to God. That's up to who? You. It's up to you whether or not you're going to grow in faith, whether or not you're going to move from having weak faith into strong faith. Well, Melissa, I don't see. What do you mean weak faith? Well, Thomas had weak faith. Who's Thomas? Y'all heard of him. He's referred (laughs) to a lot of times by um, a lot of ministers as who? Doubting Thomas. Why? Because Jesus never referred to Thomas as somebody that we needed to emulate in our faith. Come on now, somebody. No, Thomas, he said, what did he say? He said, if I see this, if I see that, then I'll believe. And so that's how a lot, sadly, how a lot of Christians are, not you. And if you've been like that today, you're going to quit doing that because it's a decision. Faith is a decision and faith is an act. And it's not up to me. It's not up to God. It's up to you. So I want to start with um a scripture verse that you may or may not be familiar with. A lot of people used to say that this was a man's uh, Kenneth e. Hagen, but it's actually in your Bible. It's called a Mark, New Testament, Mark chapter 11, uh, verses 23 through 26. Okay. So let's go there, turn in your Bible. And you know what? I use my iPad and my devices all the time, but you need to get acquainted with your Bible um, because like I... I've been to over 22 nations of the earth and a lot of places I go, sometimes I'm not guaranteed I'm going to get to charge this thing up. Then what am I going to do? I, oh, oh, what am I going to turn the pages in my heart? I can't find it on my, on my, <laughs> sometimes I do that. But you need to get acquainted with the Bible. You need to know where things are. I mean, I was, we were talking about earlier that I have a Bible at home that I need to get rebound that's amplified. It's been everywhere with me, but it's fallen apart. But I would know where things were on the pages because I had become so intimately acquainted with it. So if you don't have your Bible out, get it out because you're going to need to do this yourself. Okay. What are you going to do if the internet goes down? Remember when they were talking about that and people were uh, just freaking out all the time? Oh, maybe the internet's going to go out. So Mark 11. New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark 11, let's go to Mark 11, 22. And you know, I, the Bible school that I went to, they had a shield on top of the sanctuary. And it was, um, it said faith. It was the faith shield. But you know what? It would have done me no good if I went to a Bible school that had a huge shield that said faith on top of it. But I didn't leave the school having real Bible faith myself. And so uh, Kenneth E. Hagan used to preach to us repetitiously. Like people would say, oh, I'm not going to go to his meetings anymore because he preaches the same thing. He tells the same stories. But you know what Brother Hagan would say is he said, I'll quit preaching it when you get it. And so repetition. Petition so brings revelation. Well, Melissa, I don't need to turn to Mark 11, 21, 22, 23, and 24. I can quote it. That's great. But is it reality in your life? Amen. So turn there. And so Mark 11, uh, 21, 22, 23, 24. I'm going to read out of the King James. And I love verse 22. So if you're wondering what's going on in your life and why you are where you are in life, it's right here. 
This is one of your answers. If you, Lord, how do I get from where I'm at to where I'm supposed to be? I feel like I'm stuck. I don't know how I'm going to move forward. Uh, let's read. Jesus said, Jesus is answering you. So Jesus, if you've been having questions in your heart, here's your answer. Amen. So Mark eleven twenty two. 22, it says, and Jesus answered them, says unto them, and Jesus is saying unto you, he says, have faith in God. You know what I love about that is, is it transfers all the trust from me or me. Uh, people think they, a lot of times I notice, and sometimes I did this too when I was a baby Christian growing up. I had faith in my prayer life. I had faith in the, uh, like, almost like my works. Like if I got up and did my whole little morning ritual right. just right, then, oh, I was confident the day was going to go great. But no, my faith is not in my prayer life. My faith in prayers, right? We're going to talk about prayer today right. along with faith. But I had to transfer my trust and put my faith in who? My faith is in God. So you had to have faith in God. You don't have faith in your faith. You don't have faith in your prayer life. Your, your faith is in who? Your faith is in God. And then he says this. He said, for verily I say unto you, this is God speaking to you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, so everybody has a mountain in your life. And most mountains, I would say, if not all mountains, were made with your mouth. Most mountains you see in your life, you made them. But the way that you made the mountain is the same way you get rid of the mountain. You have to speak to it. Amen. And we have a guest in our, uh, our audience today. <laughs> and she just saved, gave me a true. And I like to be cheered on when I yep. preach. I like it. So thank you for that. <laughs> Shalalasata. It says, <laughs> so, so whosoever shall what? Shall say unto this mountain, most mountains are made with your mouth. So to remove the mountain, you're going to have to use your mouth and you're going to have to say something. Amen. That, what are you going to have to say? You're going to have to say, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm not having it anymore. I want that mountain out of my life. But no, what most Christians do, what I've done, you've probably never done this, is we magnify the mountain. We build it up some more. We go get some more dirt with our words and put it next to the mountain, make it bigger with our own mouth. But that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to speak to your mountain, whatever that obstacle is, and say what? Wow, mountain, you're so big. I don't know how I'm ever, I'm, how I'm ever going to get freed from that. No, you got to speak to it and command it to leave. Amen. Say, be removed, be cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things which you say shall what? Come to pass, and you have whatsoever you say. So faith in God has some ingredients. You start to say some things. Remember I said there's a difference between weak faith and strong faith. How do I move from weak faith to strong faith? Well, Thomas had weak faith. Why did he have weak faith? You know how we can tell what kind of faith he had by what he said. All of his faith is in what he could see, not what Jesus had already said. And um, he, like you said at the beginning, it made me think of it and I was picturing in my mind where he said, until I see. But faith isn't by sight. Never. It's, it's never. It's hearing the word of God. Absolutely. So you just said when Jesus said it, we had to believe it. Right. And so that's the difference between Thomas's faith and strong faith, the faith that we're supposed to have, like our father, Abraham. And so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But you know what? So weak faith is ruled by the sense realm. 
uh, what it, it's by what I think, what I feel, and right. what I can Going see. Going by your emotions. What I think, what I feel, what I see. What I think, what I feel, what I see. What I think, what I feel, what I see. Why do I keep saying that? Because that's what you keep doing. Yep. And that's why you keep going around the same mountain over and over again. And you're still praying about the same thing for 10 years because you keep doing the same stupid stuff. <laughs> it's stupid. And I said it with a smile at the end, right? It is. It's stupid. And you know how I know? Because I've done it. <laughs> I've done the same yeah. thing. And so I had to learn. But smart people learn from their mistakes. Right. First time. <laughs> I had to. Well, I'm just kidding. I, I got it eventually. No, I, I got no, eventually. I but I had There's to grace. make these truths a reality. In, in, in my life over time by getting my mouth under control. And um, I know one of the ladies had messaged uh, Karen, Carolyn asking her if I could elaborate more about soul control. And one of the number one ways you can get a hold of your mind and control your soul is get a hold of your mouth, get a hold of your tongue and what you're saying because your tongue is the rudder of your whole life. And I never got free from depression. I never got delivered from being an emotional train wreck, like most women are, sadly. Sorry, I'm a woman, I know how we are. Which means you're up, you're down, you're all around. You don't know who you're gonna meet every morning when you wake up. And, oh, don't laugh, okay, we're laughing. I mean, you, you're not like that now, and have probably never been that way, but we're not telling your testimony, we're telling my yeah, testimony. we're telling yours. We'll yes. just stick with you. I'll stick with my <laughs> testimony. So one of the things leave that, mine for a rainy day. Yeah, 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 rainy days. Today's a sunny day. But one of the <laughs> things I, I had to learn is when I was at Bible school, I had a wrong boyfriend. Now, I know nobody's watching has never dated the wrong person. Mm. Y'all missed those private conversations we had yesterday. But because of this wrong boyfriend, I had allowed myself to get in what I call an emotional tizzy. I was... A soul tie. Oh, okay. She said it. I didn't say it. But it's the <laughs> truth. Okay. It's the truth. And um, when you talk to people you don't need to be talking to, it jacks you up because faith comes by what? By hearing. And even what you hear from other people, you've got to guard your mind, your thought, your ears. And even when you're reading the Bible, you're just not reading something. You're, you're reading, Joshua 1.8 says you observe to do. So you, when you see something, it causes you to hear something yep. and then you act on it. And so that's why you have to guard your fellowship, who you talk to, who you listen to, who you follow on Instagram, who you uh, cyber stalk on Facebook. Come on now. I know you girls tell the truth and the guys cyber do the same stalk. thing. They do. They do the same thing. Get rid of that fake account that you use to, to, to check on all your exes from Texas, okay? But I, I had this wrong relationship, okay? This is what happened. This is what happened. I need so more things I, that rhyme. I, I'm like, I ended the relationship. I'm not good at this rhyming game. But I was, <laughs> I was a little emotional. You and Ted are really up. good at this. Rhyming? Yeah, you guys are always rhyming it's stuff. It's like psalming or something. I, I said I was going to rap See, a little bit. faith rap, not me, you. Faith rap, yeah. <sighs> So yesterday I said that one time I called my mom, maybe more than once, but I was whining, complaining, carrying a knot on and crying and, and just basically having in Texas, which was where I'm from originally, an emotional fit, okay? I was letting my emotions run wild because I think I feel I see. I think I feel I see. I think I feel I see. And then I kept saying it. So it just reinforced that garbage in my life. But I was sad about, let's just be honest, it was a boy, okay? But thank you, Jesus, I got delivered. So <clears throat> all of that to say, I was so sad and so depressed. 
And I remember laying in my bed after my mom finally hung up on me. And she said, Melissa, <laughs> because you know what? Sometimes the only person wants to take your phone call to hear you say that same garbage. You know, if you want to get free from your past, quit rehearsing it. Quit telling every new friend that you meet the oh, same story. Yeah, I mean the same. It's like a broken record. You're not record, letting it die. A bad country album, okay? And and you keep giving life to it by speaking about it all the time. And you keep bringing your past into your future by talking about it. Yesterday, Carolyn read in Isaiah, it says, Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. And I'm only sharing this not because I'm miserable about it, but I'm sharing it as a testimony for your benefit. So I was laying in my bed crying, feeling sorry for myself. I was so sad. I was so depressed. My mom hung up on me because she said, Melissa, if you don't get a hold of yourself, she said, I'm going to have to come up there and get you, and it's not going to be good. And bam, she hung up the phone. I thought, oh, okay, I better get... I better get a hold of myself. But it was like the, it was the straight uh, talk that I needed. Right. You know, and sometimes you're like, you know, I don't, I don't go to church because I don't like the way that preacher talks to me. Well, you need to be talked to that way sometimes. I needed to be talked to that way. And so she hung up on me and I was laying in the bed, feeling sorry for myself too, crying. It was quite the telenovela. It would have gotten <coughs> awards. I'm, I'm surprised my <coughs> neighbors didn't call the police on me because I was wailing and crying and carrying on. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for watching in England. And I, um, so I said in my heart to the Lord, and I don't even know how I heard this because I was still crying and carrying on so much. I know this is hard to believe me. So spiritual. And I said to the Lord in my heart, Carolyn, I said, Lord, even my inside voice was whining. Lord, how am I ever going to get free from this? How did I ever get here? Because I came to Ramah. I was on fire for God. I was like doing it. Right. And then through this wrong relationship, I got like in this downward demonic spiral. Don't do that. Okay. That's just my tip. Tip of the day. Don't do that. So, and I was like, Lord, how did I ever get to like this place where I'm like so down right now? And the Holy Spirit, I don't know how I heard him because I was still crying and carrying on. The Holy Spirit said, words. I said, words? No, that's not it. That's not, that's not my problem, Lord. It's something else. I mean, come on. The devil or something. <laughs> the devil or something. So then, from there, I said in my heart in that same whiny voice. Now, I know you've never done this, but I, I have. In the same whiny voice, I said, Lord, how am I ever going to get free and back to the place where I was in you? He said, words. I said, words. Yeah, he said, words are how you got into this mess, and words are how you're going to get out. Amen. And so this is a part of weak, this is how you move from weak faith to strong faith. You know, I was at a faith Bible school. You can go to faith church and go to faith Bible school. You can have a, yeah. a Bible that will choke a donkey, but that doesn't mean that you're really wa walking and living in faith. Right. So the Lord said to me, get out of your bed and start acting like you're free. I didn't look free. I didn't feel free. <laughs> you didn't sound free. And I sure didn't sound free. <laughs> and I looked tore up, okay? Sound like you need to spend. So I got out of my bed. You've never done anything like this, Carolyn. You came out of the womb perfect. Whatever. That is, that's enough. Yes. That's enough. And um, ISO on me, please. We're going to take this from here. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so all of that to say, so the Lord said, get out of your bed and start acting like you're free. So the number one action of my faith in that moment is uh, I got out of the bed and the Holy Spirit prompted me say, to say, 
thank you, Lord, I'm free. I didn't look free. I didn't feel free. I, I wasn't any more freer than when my mom hung up the phone with me. But Jesus said, Christ has already made you free. So I just started saying what Jesus had said about me. I didn't need anybody to pray for me. I didn't have to go to counseling for six weeks. You know, some people get so jacked up because they always want, you know, if you're a baby Christian, there's some things we'll do for you. We'll change your diaper when you're two years old. Uh, we'll, but when you're 20, it's time for you to grow up. You but have a diaper. I didn't have to have anybody pray for me. I didn't need to go in a prayer line. I didn't have to ask my mom to come to town or anoint me with oil or if, if Brother Hagee could make a special stop by my place to pray and prophesy. No, I had to prophesy over myself and act on the, the word that I knew, which said Christ had already made me free. So I started saying, thank you, Lord. I'm free. <laughs> I didn't look free, Carolyn. And some of you wonder if I'm free now, but I really am. I'm free. <laughs> and... Um, so I started saying that. Well, I didn't look. We're questioning because you do that cry voice so well. I do. It's it. Well, I've I've <laughs> I've uh, it it was practiced a lot a long time ago in my life. A long time ago. No, so you're not. You're full of joy. I was still like in that fetal position, but standing up. I didn't look different. I didn't feel different. But the truth was, is I was already free. So I just start acting on. I start saying, oh, "Thank you, Jesus. I'm free. Thank you, Lord. I'm not trying to get free. I already am free. I didn't look free. My senses told me everything looked bad. It looked dark. It looked bleak. Whatever your circumstances are, your finances. People can say, "Well, Melissa, you don't understand. I lost my job during during the coronavirus layoff." And mm -mm, God's got something better for you. Quit quit saying that. And quit rehearsing that or the pain of your past or how your ex-husband uh, did you so wrong or your ex-wife. And just move forward by faith and start seeing what God said. So as I kept saying that, maybe five or ten minutes into it, then the Holy Ghost took hold together with what I said. And the Holy Ghost hit me like on the inside. And because he he only comes into agreement. The Holy Spirit only agrees with what the word says. Right. But I was saying what God said, thankfully. I was having faith in God. I was acting on my faith, saying the same thing God said. And then all of a sudden, I started saying, thank you, Jesus, I'm free. Thank you, Jesus, I'm free. I'm not trying to get free. I already am free. And then the joy of the Lord hit me, and I started laughing. I thought, you know what? Thank you, Jesus, I'm free. And I'm free from that joke. <laughs> We're free from multiple things today. <laughs> yes. We're free from all things. But whatever it is in your life, you know, people allow circumstances to... You get down, right. you get depressed, whether it's your finances or relationships or your kids are acting crazy. If you don't know how to manage your kids and uh, you're the parent, watch nonstop mom. Okay? Listen to Carolyn, okay? She's the master at it. She has the be most behaved kids. I'll ship you an engraved nonstop mom's baking spoon. That's what I give out. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have that. Is that is that is that trademark? I don't have that. Okay, I should. Maybe, Maybe. we're gonna do that. Yeah. Maybe why not? we're gonna do that instead of the mugs. <laughs> Here's now, Carolyn, I know in the mail. you've never had that uh, an opportunity to um, speak. <laughs> Go. <laughs> to do these things. What are you saying? Go ahead. No. What well, have you ever had to? Did you have a circumstance? maybe in your life that you've had to practice that in when everything looked contrary to what the Word of God said? What were some of the practical things that you did? Yeah, I mean, some of it was uh, what I spoke to you about last night. You know, you were able to give 
a testimony of yourself, mm -hmm. which was your personal faith. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, you know, a lot of people have heard the story of my children being sick. And then I realized that there was a difference in personal faith and commanding faith. Ooh, that's good. So I had to realize that, you know, you know, you just gave a testimony that you dealt with on, on the inside of you for yourself. But last night when I was dealing with Maddie being sick, a lot of you know the story, or Brooklyn being in the hospital, you get, like you get to that point where it's like, listen, from this moment forward, where are my words going to take me? Mm. I love, you know, Ted uh, preaches a lot on, on your declaration and your confession, and he always says, you know, your words can take you into the Ritz-Carlton or it can take you into a truck stop bathroom. I like that. So how are you going to speak? And it's like, am I going to speak like you did myself out of this situation? And that's why I get, I told you at the beginning, I get ornery at the things sent to destroy me, to destroy my family, because he's already redeemed us from it. So it angers me even the little bit. So I want to do everything I can, you know what I mean? To speak the word, to tick the devil off because he's ticking me off. Right. And, you know, if anyone's going to be ticked off, it's going to be him, not me. I'm going to live in peace. Yes, amen. And so... That is the types of things that, you know, I had to learn with the personal faith. And I've had situations in my life where, you know, I know you like to think I've lived, you know, holy my entire life. But, you know, there was, I, I had the come to Jesus moment. Mm. I could remember the time where I was riding the line. That lukewarm feeling is the worst. It is. It really is. And people think they can do it. And they think they, oh, I, I, I. I'll be the one that can do it. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, I got this. But I, it can't, I had a come to Jesus moment. I can remember when I had it. I remember when I fell to my knees and I said, I can't do this anymore. Mm. So it's got to be, here's the fork in the road. I'm going to go this way. I can't, I can't do this way anymore. And so ever since then, um, and I've let him be my leader, he's taken me to where, to where I'm at today. But it was work. So like you said, the faith it falls on us. He's given it to us. Here's the gift of faith. Mm. A gift is given, right? He does no strings attached. He just wants you to take it. He wants you to do it. He wants you to operate in it. That's good. By your obedience. Mm -hmm. So you can activate your faith. Amen. And I noticed that's one thing um, that you and Ted really operate in is the gift of faith. But people say, oh, well, that's at the, as the spirit, spirit wills. You know, you can use your faith for the gift of faith in every area of life. And I love how you made the distinction between personal faith and commanding faith. But I would say for me, I had to learn how to activate my faith in my own life before I could use my faith for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to be a prayer project, like I said yesterday. It, it cracks me up because you wanna have people in, you know, the intercessory prayer group, the prayer team at church. And it's like, you can't, you can't even free yourself from a cold. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You want to go and lay, lay hands on someone that has cancer? Right. It's like, uh, let's get yourself together first. And then you can, that's why the other day when we were here, I said, listen, I've got, you know, I know people that know the word right. and, and this, but not everybody I'm calling. Same. Not everybody, I'm, there's just certain people I know that if I said, listen, pray for me, they're doing it. 
lay hands on me. You know, I'm at, I'm at the point where I feel just like I need that, you know, that paddle, that, I don't know what it's. Boost or. Hit um, your heart. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Defibrillator? No. Yeah. Maybe is that's it? what it is. I don't know. I Sounds don't know. good. We just made it up. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's only certain people because it, it it's a serious matter. You need somebody that has that commanding faith at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, real quick before you continue, I, I wanted to show the people watching real quick because you were talking about weak faith mm -hmm. and and um, strong faith. And then the other day you mentioned at my house and I said, yeah, you know, it shows in the Bible you can't have different levels. And people, you know, will say, oh, that that's so mean to say. You shouldn't say that. It makes people feel bad. makes people kick the dirt. You shouldn't. But you know what? For me, when I hear that God has something more for me, yes. and if somebody tells me I'm not at that level yet, I don't get discouraged. I get, my mindset is, well, how do I get there? How do I get the more. Mm -hmm. How do I get all that he has for me? You know what I mean? Yes. Like why wallow around and be like, well, you know, I'm good where I'm at. If there's more, who doesn't want more? Right. If you have a, a pile of cash over there and there's five bucks here and a thousand dollars there and they're saying, well, you can go have the more. People are going to run over to that to get the more. People want the more. So when God has the more for us, why are we not taking it? Why are we not going after it. Mm -hmm. um, so real quick, I'm going to show you two things. Take your time. Oh, no, no, I it's won't. It's your show. Oh, no, 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 I won't. <laughs> but um, I was thinking when you read through the Gospels, Jesus says, you know, you've got the 12 disciples, right? Walking with Jesus, literally sitting with him, following him, like Jesus. That's good. Talk about that. You can't get any, any better, you know, preaching or teaching they First were hand. walking and and handpicked like he asked them you know oh, what i mean true. like I didn't think about it, it was a handpicked group of disciples mm -hmm. so you know when you have doubting thomas you're like what what are you doubting you like you <laughs> you followed him and saw the miracles but it goes to show you that it's not that that's just not enough. You have to activate your belief. You Amen. you have to activate your faith. Amen. Because these guys walked, slept, talked, ate, fasted, mm. operated like Jesus. True. And got to see it firsthand. But still, if you go over with me in Matthew 8, 23, I'll start there. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a terrible storm came up with the waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went to him and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. Mm. We're going to drown. And Jesus answered, like woke up probably thinking, what? I can't even sleep. Come on, guys. I thought you could take care of this. This is the storm. Use your word. Speak to it. I created it. Do something with it. Why are you afraid? Mm. You have what? Little faith. Little faith. And these guys, <laughs> like I said, think about it. They were handpicked. They were walking around with Jesus. So it just goes to show you it's more than just reading your Bible. Ooh, that's good. Right? In order right. to operate with it, I wrote down something this morning, and it says, exercising the word of God will help grow in faith. Mm. Weak faith clearly results from a lack of exercise. Ooh. So in the natural, what is it same with exercising your muscles? 
-hmm. You don't ever lift weights. You don't ever go to the gym. Right. Your muscles aren't going to be big. You're going to be weak. You're going to be weak, but it's the same thing. You have to work the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's here for the taking. It's here. Everything in here is for us. It's promised to us. It's, it's direction for our life. Amen. But it, it's like a gift at a birthday party. Ooh, that's good. There's a table. Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus, I just believe those gifts are mine. Thank you, Lord. Bring them to me. No. It's your birthday. So what do you have to do? You go to the table and take them and open Thank them and you. receive it. Unwrap the gift. So that's what it is. The gift of faith is here for you. Amen. So don't be like the disciples who are with Jesus. I did my devotions. I read my three chapters today. Hallelujah. We're good. Let's go on with life. No. Grab a hold of the promises that he has for you. Grab a hold. The righteous will never be without. Amen. The righteous are not meant to struggle. That's right. Our bodies are meant to carry blessings, not the burdens that are of this world. We're not designed that way. That's why we can't handle mm. it. We're not designed that way. Then I'm going to show you real quick over in um, Matthew 8. I'm going to go back. So here we have little faith. But I'm going to show you an instance where Jesus says, <laughs> great faith. Here you go. Here's your miracle. Mm -hmm. I don't have to get up and do it. Mm -hmm. I had to get up and, and calm the storm. Mm -hmm. I had to do it because you couldn't do it. You couldn't handle it. You disturbed my peace. You got me up. And now here, here I have to do it for you. Let me wow. show you again. Yeah. So maybe next time he didn't you say can thank do it you yourself. Guys. That's what you should have done. Thanks for waking me up. No. <laughs> but here, look what happened when someone had great faith. Instant miracle happened, mm. and and the and the person who received the miracle didn't even have to be in front of Jesus. Hmm. Didn't even have to be in front of him. Go How'd with verse happen? five. When Jesus arrived in Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pled with him, "Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and racked with pain." Jesus said, "I will come heal him." Then the officer said, "Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home." Just say the word. Hallelujah. Just say the word. Say the word. From where you are. Yes. That's what you were saying. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. I know because I'm under the authority of the supreme officers, I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this or that, they do it. When Jesus heard his voice, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all the land of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come hmm. from all over the world and sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, for those whom the kingdom was prepared, will be cast into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go on home. What you believed has happened. Yeah. And the young servant was healed the same hour. So when the Lord spoke it, when he said it, it traveled. That's so good. Over to the servant and healed him. So when he said it, there was no waiting. It was like he was made whole because he was paralyzed. He didn't have to wait Couldn't six want. months. No. Make a hundred confessions. No. And so it goes to show you that with great faith, just believed, which I know you're going to talk, talk about Abraham in a little bit, but with great faith and believed that he said, listen, 
Easy peasy. Speak the word only. It's easy. It, he made it easy for us. He's Jesus already did everything he's ever going to do for us. Everything. We just have to do what he said do and say what he says say. Yep. He gave us the answers to every test. Yeah. So you can't spend the time studying the word of God and never acting on it because you'll never receive it. You'll, you'll never get it. You'll be a frustrated Christian knowing head knowledge what the word of God says. But if you never act on it, and you'll never see your manifestation of the revelation that you're talking about. Right. You'll be a frustrated Christian. You'll, you'll just, and then you'll blame God, and then it gets, you know. Yeah, you would take out of doctrine. <laughs> I believe I receive a new building. I I believe I receive a, a new office space, but you had a corresponding action to go along with it. Yeah. You had to do something. You started looking for places. You yep. met with a realtor. Sowed seed. All, all took action to get where we are. And so a lot of people will see the end result of people mm -hmm. and, you know, think it's out of their reach or I can never get to it or, mm -hmm. you know, not meant for me. But it is. But there were actions. Faith is an action word. Absolutely. Right? You have to do something with it. It's not just, oh, it's the title deed that we always hear growing up in church. Mm-hmm. Faith is an act. Yeah. Just like I had to get, I was already free, but I had to get up and act like I was free. I had to do something. Mm -hmm. I could have laid in my bed and go, thank you, Lord, I'm free. No, I needed, I had to get up out of my bed and change um, my posture, change what I was doing that was in agreement with what God was saying about me. Yeah. Your actions had to do what? Line up with the word. And then my feelings came after that. It when didn't take when it all lines up with the word, when it lines up with scripture, it, it can't do anything but manifest properly mm -hmm. because it lines up with what God said. I, I love how you were saying here about the different kinds of faith, that faith is a gift, but faith has to be exercised and faith can be like a muscle. So we were talking about, you know, it's not wrong to ask people to pray for you. I have people that I call and ask to pray for me. I have people that I trust to pray for me. Right. Now, I don't call everybody and ask them to pray for me. And there are times that I would say that that I do need, like those at Rayma at, at Healing School, we call, used to call them Holy Ghost jumper cables. Like somebody else, I'm like, put your hands on me. Just as my point of contact. Sure. That kind of thing. But... People can pray for us, we can pray for other people, but because faith is a muscle that has to be exercised, um, just like you can go to the gym with me, but you can't do my workout for me. Right. So we can pray for you, and we do, we pray for you, and when we pray for you, it works, but you have to do something, you, um, you have to do something with it. Once you believe that you receive, even when other people are ministering to you or praying for you. Because what are you going to do when you're out of a meeting? What are you going to do when the revival has left the town? The week's gone, it's over, everyone's on a high, you know, like, you know, you got your miracle that week. Ted left town. Then when the enemy comes mm -hmm. in like a flood <laughs> and starts a lot, well, you didn't really get it. You kind of still feel that pain a little bit, right? You know, then you're, Ooh, that's then you're like going back. Because I've learned this being in these uh, miracle healing services with my father-in-law. Mm. And people will lose their miracle during, they, they, get, they get around somebody 
Yeah. You know, they got a friend or somebody sure. that doesn't believe. Yeah. And so they start questioning and then the other person's like, well, you know, maybe I do actually, my knee still kind of hurts a little bit. I mean, you know, I really wasn't. But then like at church, you felt total healing. Right. So it's important because you have to realize you have to get this for yourself because when the services are over and, you know, the, the, the minister has left, you know, you can't wait till the next year for your miracle. It's like a once a year miracle, McDonald's drive-through. You can't, you've got to get a hold of faith to keep what God has done for you. Amen. And you have to feed your faith. And so you feed your Absolutely. faith through the word of God. Yep. What you, what you read, so that you hear, listening to anointed ministers, Ted, Carolyn, myself. <laughs> um, but you, you have to feed your faith constantly, uh, just like you would feed your, your natural body and you have to exercise it and releasing your faith. The number one action to release your faith is saying something, but then you have to have a corresponding action with it. And faith is, is saying something. That's the number one action, but then there's always going to be something else that he tells you to do. So weak faith or strong faith, little faith, great faith. Thomas had weak faith because he only, he looked at and he considered the wrong things. And my guess is, is he probably wasn't as in close fellowship with the other disciples after Jesus died. He probably went back to, went back home to mama or his house. Mama's and boy. there's some people you need to cut out of your life. There's some th people that you need to block on Facebook or Instagram. Somebody here that's in the uh, studio audience with us, she said yesterday, so the Lord just dealt with her. You know what? Mm, don't talk to them anymore. Don't share that with them. And you're going to, it might seem cruel or mean or hateful, but when your daughter was in the hospital and you were, you were standing between life and death for her, did you call your old buddy from high school? No. Actually, people to this day, if they ever hear the miracle, some of them will write me and they'll be like, I never knew Maddie was in the hospital. You know what I mean? And, and even family members I, I didn't deal with. It was like, it was, it was a time to fight and be prepared for battle. And if you didn't have the right armor on, you weren't invited to the fight. Absolutely. And you know when Jesus... And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the, the people that I didn't invite can't ever increase their faith or know it. They just weren't there at the time. And that's not what I need. I didn't need anything that was going against what I... Like, I already had bad news coming to me. Right. I didn't need... I don't need your help or I, you drilling me about it. Yeah. Tell me again what the doctor said. And, and no. I, yeah, and I'm the person that's like, I don't care about details like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not searching on WebMD. I'm not, I don't care the details because I've learned and I do this when my kids need prayer and we, and you know, I did it the other night. Maddie came down. She said, Mom, my stomach is really hurting me. Okay. I can't sleep. And, you know, and I said, you know what? Get some water. Let's pray. And you're, you're going to go, you're going to go back to bed. I wasn't mm -hmm. like, you know, where's the... Dimetap, remember right. Dimetap? Oh Did they gosh. still make Dimetap? That grape flavored stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to take that when I was little. But you know, like stomach medicine or anything like that, it was, I'm gonna lay hands on you. And I, even, and I say this every time, and you know, Maddie can be a witness, and I say it to my kids, because I don't try to figure out everything. Because I don't care. Good. Jesus doesn't care if there's, you know what I mean? Like whether it actually has a name or I don't know what the name is, it still has to bow to him. Yeah. So I lay hands on my kids all the time and I say, 
in the name of Jesus, I command healing. I said, I don't know what's causing this pain and I don't care because you've already redeemed it from her. Amen. So whether, uh, whether we know what it is for sure, it does, that doesn't matter. What matters is we're commanding healing power to flow through your body and you're going to be healed. Amen. Good night. I'll see you in the morning. Wake up for the broadcast. That's and good. She went to bed. So, you know, she went from I can't sleep to we prayed, peace of God. She believes it and went to bed resting on that word. But that's what we have to realize. We have to let go of that control of wanting to know everything. Oh, that's so Because good. faith is not knowing everything. Right. That's how you live by faith. Yeah. The not, the not knowing. What does that look like? Well, I don't really know. I don't have all the puzzle pieces. That's how I had to get to Virginia to meet Ted. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't oh, have so all good. the puzzle pieces. Right, right. That's so But good. I knew that was a step I was supposed to take. Right. It, it hurt. So you I cried. Yeah. That's what Abraham did. It said he went not knowing. I had a boyfriend like you did that uh -oh. I needed to uh -oh. let go. So, you know. It, Thanks it, for your prayers, it, Ted, if for I, getting rid of him. If I didn't... Um, if I had to make sure all my ducks were lined up in a row mm -hmm. and I knew exactly what I was doing in life, I would never have made it to Virginia. I would never have married Ted. I would never have had the kids I had today. And I'd never be sitting here today wow. like we talked about yesterday. So we have to relinquish the control. My God, that's good. And, and let our faith work. That's why I'm saying. That's why I always say faith is uncomfortable because it, it, we do have to let go of our control because this society is always telling us, you know what I mean? Nothing's wrong with planning and having stuff right. set up in place, but it's always like, do you have a financial planner? Do you have this set in place? Do you mm -hmm. have this? And so when you don't and you live a little different than that, you're wild. Yeah. You're so wild. <laughs> you have to go for it. But really, you're so young-minded. You're, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You're so stupid. <laughs> but faith, the faith life is the most exciting life. You were going on an adventure with God, not knowing, but trusting in the goodness of God that good things were on the other side of that act of obedience. Even when you didn't know, you were uh, you left the college that you were going to to go move somewhere else. Yeah. You didn't know that your husband was there waiting for you. You know, you, you, you couldn't have figured that out in your head in a million years. No. <laughs> nope. But a lot of people, I have, you probably have before too. We try to calculate it in our flesh. Yep. How God's going to do your miracle. And you're not that smart and you're not that cute. And he doesn't need your help. Oh, he doesn't need my help? Mm -mm. <laughs> you know, there, he doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your help. Well, you know, it talks about um, also in Romans that we're not debtors to the flesh. So you're not a debtor to your flesh to have to try to figure it out in your mind how you're going to get your financial breakthrough, how you're going to pay your rent every month. Uh, you know, how the, all these things you can't, there are some things that faith doesn't make sense to the natural mind. It, what it makes faith. But you know what it makes sense to what your spirit, man. And aren't we supposed to be led by the spirit? Yes. And so what, what, so when you let the control go and you're led by the spirit, then things can make sense. And that's how you can go blindly mm -hmm. because literally that's your GPS. So you t talked a lot yesterday when we were visiting privately and See, some- I knew I did. Some Shoot. here- I'm just kidding. About <laughs> um, peace. So being led by the spirit, what is peace an indicator? 
Yes. And isn't there a scripture that also talks about, it says you'll be led forth by peace? Yes, peace to me, I picture it as a rope tied around my waist Mm. pulling me forward. Right. That's how I picture peace. It says in John 14, 27, this is a gift I give you. Here's another gift. Yeah. So, I like gifts. So, That's my love language. Yeah, Let's so, do it, Jesus. So, so take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, uh, 1427, here's the gift of peace that I give you. And then he goes to say, the world, you know, I'm going to sum it up like the song. The world didn't give it, so Amen. the world can't take it away. Amen. If I give you a present, you know, Tiffany can't take it from you. It was never hers to begin with. That's right. I... <laughs> Just not that Tiffany would. Not that but, no, she would never do that. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not, it has nothing to do with her. Right. So she wasn't involved in the gift exchange, so she would have no right to come and snatch it from you, and mm-hmm. then she'd be a thief. Right. Oh, wait, that's John 10, 10. Oh, it, but he oh, always shoot. comes, doesn't he? <laughs> What's John 10, 10 say? The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I... Hey, Jesus. Have come to give you life more abundantly. So we, we flip it, you know, we blame God and we give glory to the devil and blame God. So we, we switch John 10, 10 up for people. But the gift of peace leads you. Mm-hmm. And then following, following that behind you is joy. So if the devil comes knocking at your door or my door. Get and, your 12 gauge shotgun. Right. Don't give up your stuff to him. Don't give up your peace. Don't let go of your faith. And keep standing. You know, the Bible says having done all to what to stand and keep standing and keep standing and don't let it go. You know, you didn't give up the first five minutes when Maddie was attacked. Well, it didn't look like things didn't change. We didn't go, well, you know, okay, well, I guess this is just how it is. No, you started doing business with God. Based on your relationship, which you knew from him in the word, your faith in him, and then you had corresponding actions. And then you've done that now, you've shared with me, with your kids throughout their life. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying is order for you to grow in your faith, you're going to come to a point. You know what I mean? A testing. I'm not saying a testing from God right. for healing. But you're going to come to a point where you get to make the decision. Yeah. Do you stay here or drop down or do you go higher mm-hmm. to new levels? It's on you. It's not it's not on God. Right. So there comes a point where you feel like you for instance uh, a couple years ago, I got real sick. We, it was in January. I don't ever get sick, but I got real sick. I actually had to leave the Sunday morning service oh, halfway no. through because I had an excruciating migraine. If anyone's ever had a migraine, it's unbearable. I mean, lights, <clears throat> sounds, like done for. Okay. I was getting ready to throw up. Um, you know, and I was like, I can't do this on the front row. I I can't throw up on the front row. Yeah, that's not gonna be. I cute. can do a lot of things, but not throw up no, on the front not row. Not today. So, um, the girl who was working with us at the time and doing pictures, uh, I said, you know what? I'm gonna need you to go home with me. Uh, the kids are in class, but drive the car back here so Ted has the car and just don't leave the kids in class. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Here. Get the kids. Bring I them mean, back. like, I, and so I got in the car and I was driving back. I had to pull over and throw up. Bless you. And I'm getting to that the house we had rented for the meeting. I was really getting mad. I was like, listen, we just had Christmas, been off the road. We had started our 21-day fast. I was like five days in. Mm. 
and um, you know, then you start, like, well, you need to eat, you need to do this. I was like, no, 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 no. This is January. I'm in a meeting on a Sunday morning. We're here till Friday. This is not how I'm having oh, this meeting. just kicked off the week, my Lord. Yeah, just kicked off the week. Oh. Got to the house, got in bed, like done. Had to be dark, quiet. And um, I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna put on some preaching. Put on BW. Oh, BW, Bill Winston. Yep, Bill Winston. Like I've, I've anyone who follows me knows he's one of my favorites. He's so strong. And so, like, just teach us faith. Like, it's just extremely simple. Receive mm -hmm. it. And so um, I was laying there, and Te Ted's encouraging. You know, he prayed for me, but he's like, listen, you don't have to go. Just, just rest tonight. And I could have taken that way out, but here is my moment. Here was my moment oh, to go to another level That's for right. me. Because once you, you know what I mean, when you win a prize, when you win a trophy, you're like, I did that. I've already done that. Mm -hmm. I've succeeded. So now I can move on to something else. So I, I went back and forth. I was still throwing up. Yes. And I was like, no, I, I want to go to church. Like, this is insane. And so um, I got dressed, threw up again. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lord Jesus, help me out. And um, I get in the car and I said, can we just get some spray on the way to church? Yeah. And literally everyone else got in the car. And I'm standing in the foyer of the house. And I look up and I said, Lord, I want you to honor my faith tonight. Come on. Heal my body yes. and honor my faith. I'm going to church. I'm done with this. Driving to church. Still, still not feeling well. So it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to honor your faith, Carolyn. Bam, done. Not that he doesn't work that way. Right. But in that moment, I, I still felt bad. Got to the gas station to get Sprite. What did I do? I threw up again. So you had to stand your ground, even though it didn't look like in the natural. You got most people changing. who have, you know, a sore thumb and won't go to church. Oh yeah. Here I am barfing on the way to church and the gas station. Ted goes in and gets me a sprite. I'm not even You're kidding. You're standing outside of the car. I am. Ted's like, oh my gosh, oh, are you? Like, <laughs> you can go home. I'm like, this. no. Um, I get to the church. I'm not even kidding you. I walk over the threshold of the doorway into the pastor's office to get into church. Never felt better in my life. That's the Lord. Never felt better in my life. And front row, bright lights, music, felt good, done for the rest of the week, completely fine. So there was an instance there where I had to, here's my chance. I believe, you know, Bill Winston, I was laying there and he was in the dark and I had him on my phone real low. And he goes, you know that the word of God is your medicine. Mm. He goes, instead of the next time you go into the medicine cabinet to grab a pill or something, he's like, why don't you read some scripture? Mm. And I said, I'm going to church. Good for you. I'm going to church. You have to push yourself to go to the next level. Absolutely. It doesn't just fall upon you and you're like, oh, you know, I'm Well, faith doesn't mean you faith. don't, you won't have opposition. Right. And I think a lot of people, they think that, that, oh, well, if I'm really in faith and that means I'm, I never have opposition, it doesn't get contested or, um, but you had an opportunity to stop and quit. Uh, yeah, and I'm not saying that the people who have you know, you're so, you know, you, you're never going to get the things of God and you're just extremely weak. It's like, no, just let's try the next opportunity that you get. Like Jill is saying, be persistent. Mm -hmm. 
all right, so you didn't, you know, you gave in a little bit on this one, whatever, but you're gonna have another opportunity. Right. But try it. That's what I always tell everyone. Try, <clears throat> take God at his word, try yes, it. Yes, work it. If, the word works if you'll work it. All right, so you didn't do it this time. All right, so the next time, try it again. Yeah. There's times where I've given in on stuff and I'm like, ugh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then the next time. But, you know, after I've done this and keep trying and keep trying and moving on to the next thing, people say, oh, I wish I was like you. I wish I didn't have to take this. You know, I wish, I'll, I'm gonna get there one day. And it's like, you know, I only got here because I operated it at those times where I had a, a time to choose, mm -hmm. to put into practice what I believe. Because faith is an act. Mm -hmm. Faith is an act, faith is an act. And, and circumstances always come that are contrary. Yes, so don't kick yourself and beat yourself up if at a time of a weakness moment that you said, I gave in, I didn't, I didn't do this, try, Try again. Well, and your, and your circumstances aren't an indicator of whether or not you're in the will of God. Right. Because you and Ted were in the perfect will of God when the enemy came to attack Maddie. Absolutely. But that was to try to divert you from the will of God. Mm -hmm. So your circumstances cannot be your indicator of whether or not you're in the will of God. Think about Paul and Silas. They were in the perfect will of God. They were preaching. They got thrown in jail because they were preaching, because they didn't want them to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. But in the midnight hour when Satan was opposing them, faith doesn't mean you're not going to be opposed by Satan. Now, we're not using our faith for the devil to run wild in our life, but faith right. is our tool. Faith is your servant. Make the servant do the work. It would be ridiculous for me to get a housekeeper or Her Carolyn to get a housekeeper to help her keep up with life in the house. And then she's there the whole time maybe to help me make food or clean the kitchen, but I won't let her do it. I want to do it all myself. It, but, and that's what led relinquishing the control in your flesh, in your mind, trying to work it and toiling in your mind. You know, the blessing of the Lord is what makes you rich. He adds no painful nor sorrowful toil with it. Toiling in your mind, trying to figure it out in your flesh, it's not going to work. Right. But if you'll mix faith with the word, what's the mixer? Your mouth. Mm -hmm. Your mouth is your mixer. Mix faith with the word. Don't do what Thomas did. Do what Abraham did. Ab uh, Abraham considered not. He considered what? He didn't consider his circumstances. He didn't consider himself. He didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. No. But how did he yeah. grow strong in faith? He grew strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God. What did Paul and Silas do when they were in jail and in prison? They go, oh, I, just, I don't know why God's deserted us. I just, you know, I thought I was doing God's will and you know, nothing ever works right for me. And you know what? Some of you need to buck up. The first time you ever have any opposition from the devil, you fold. <laughs> oh, you know, I've been, I've been trying this face thing. I've tithed, I've been tithing for two months. And you've been robbing from God for 22 years. And then if it, things just don't work out as quick as you want in two months, then all of a sudden you're just like, this just doesn't work. Say it. Get over yourself. Say it. The word works if you'll work it. Yeah. But you can't cave in the, the moment you have any kind of opposition from the enemy. And your opposition isn't from God. It's from the devil. And really, most people oppose themselves. That's what the scripture says. At the end of the day, it the majority of it is ourselves. Yeah, because no one, there's not that much the devil has 
as oh. resources. And whatever was left when he was kicked out of heaven and went with him, that's it. He's not a creator, so nothing else was created. There was no more demons, you know, created like Lord of the Rings, and they're making yeah. them out of the dirt and under the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it says, the Bible says he's so been defeated. He's limited resources. And defeated. So he, 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 he's not on a throne in your life anymore, and he can't work in your life but anymore. But he can make defeated. you your own worst enemy because he, a few little lies, that's it. Your spirit man's not strong enough. Your mind takes over, mm -hmm. and then it just runs rampant. So all he has to do, a few seeds of bad words, move on to the next person. So he's not even there right now. It's no, just you're just your own doing mouth it for him dude, yeah. with your own mouth. And you know what? This just came up with me. A wise woman builds her house with her words. And I've watched you do that. And even if you're a single lady, you can start building your house right now with your words. Mark 11, 23, 24, it works for everybody, people who are saved and unsaved. But you can't oppose yourself by speaking the problem. You can't oppose yourself by speaking what your circumstances say. You have to start saying what God said and quit, it's, quit rehearsing the curse and start speaking the victory that you have in Christ. That's Amen. what Abraham did. He had a promise from God in the natural. It looked, it was beyond impossible. It sounded ridiculous. Right, is anybody having an impossible situation? A lot of things look impossible. I mean, I have a call in my life for nations. They're trying to tell you you can't go anywhere. Not me, that doesn't apply for me. Right. It's gonna open. If it, the nations Amen. don't open for anybody, they're gonna open for me. Yep. Because I have to fulfill my assignment on the earth before Jesus yeah, comes back. Absolutely. And that's how faith talks. Yep. Faith. And you don't have what other people say in your life. You don't have what the doctors say. You don't have what your mama said. You don't have what other people have spoken about you unless you start saying what they said. But And that's where most people go wrong is they start saying, well, the doctor said this, or my bank account says that, or it's always been this. No, you have to... Speak the word only. Absolutely. Speak the word only. So um, so John 20 and 25 is where Thomas said he wouldn't believe unless that he saw. <laughs> but then Hebrews 11, I love that. It's called the, 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 the hall of faith of all the faith champions. Yep. And you know what? When I was reading through there, they never named Thomas. Isn't that something? But they did name Abraham. And the Bible says he's the father of our faith. And you made mention earlier, it says, we believe and therefore we what? This is how you know if you really believe God in his word. What are you saying? That's right. That's the first action of your faith. I can talk to somebody in five minutes. I can tell you what they're into, what they're not into, what they like, what they don't like, and where their faith is with God by what's coming out of their mouth. Because when life comes to put the squeeze on you, and it comes to everybody, when you get squeezed, what comes out of your mouth? But if you'll, if your mouth will feed your heart faith when you don't need it, your heart will feed your mouth faith when you do need it. That's what That's happened good. for me when my mom, uh, we took her to the emergency room last year. She was attacked by Satan with three brain aneurysms. Remember I said Satan, not God. God didn't do that. <laughs> but I had to, and in that moment, I couldn't go, well, you know, pause. I need to go to my room and uh, pray in tongues for three hours to figure out what I should do in this situation. Thank God I had been feeding my heart, faith, my mouth 
would feed my heart faith in the times I didn't need it, when things are going great, when everything's hunky-dory, as they say. And we all have those moments. But your heart will feed your mouth faith when, when you do need it in these kind of circumstances. And I just thought, you know what? No devil. Not today, not ever, not next week, not next month. My mom's going to stay here till Jesus comes back, okay? <laughs> and um, I stood my ground. When, and like, there's certain people that you have, your, uh, your authority, you have authority in everything in your life concerning you, but your authority will only go so far in other people's life. That's true. So, but with my mom and because of our relationship, we had a, a, we have a close relationship. My mom's on fire for God. She's a woman of God. I did for my mother what she would have done for herself if she was, if she could have done it. Right. But because of the brain aneurysms, we didn't know what it was at that time. She was basically incapacitated. She couldn't talk. Right. She couldn't think. She died for a moment. Jesus, we brought her back from the dead because I said, uh, no, you're going to live and not die and declare the works of the glory of the Lord. And I told the devil, the spirit of death, take your hands off of my mom. And she came back. But I didn't have, you know, sometimes you don't have six weeks to study something. Do it now in the good times. We didn't know. I don't know very many people that that knew that the coronavirus was going to come the way that it did. But thank God we had the word in us. You know, there was things said at the beginning of the year by men of God Mm -hmm. that gave people um, a uh, knowing. You know what I mean? Like my bishop said in in March, uh, you know, all hell's going to break loose. But when it does you know, stand, stand your ground Woo. and different things, but not, not like specific like that, but able to, when you see it, and it's funny because I'm sure a lot of people forgot about that word. Yeah. Everything was hunky-dory in January and February. Yeah. And then, cause it hit, it hit fast. Like we were in a meeting and it like just hit and stuff started closing down and it was like, this is kind of eerie. What the heck is going on? We're in Michigan and like nobody's at stores and everyone's freaked out. Yeah. And even then, Ted was joking that he wanted to sneeze in elevators and say he, the corona is terrible. <laughs> I'm so shocked to he hear that Ted would do that. He gets too. But, um, yeah, it just goes to show you when everyone nationwide got squeezed, what was, I mean, it showed some true, true colors. Yeah. Right? With Christians. And, and maybe with now people. you see where you're at or where you've been. It's time to go. Let it be a light and an eye opener to you to get you to the next level. Like, Absolutely. oh man, this instance happened. It freaked me out. You know, nothing's mm-hmm. wrong with admitting it. It's good. Yeah. Admit it. Say, it freaked me out. Some fear was caused, but, you know, never again. I'm never, never I'm again. never letting this feeling come back to That's me again. That's right. So it's not a matter of, like I said, when you feel like you have failed, you know, or how if you feel weak, your job is to not stay in that position. Your That's job good. is to stay in what you're preaching. You may have been weak, may have been weak. Get to the strong part. Don't let it happen again. We're all going to get that opportunity to go higher. Mm-hmm. Take it Absolutely. and go for it. And that's what Abraham did. He yes. had promised from God. At Romans 4.17, let's turn there and read. Romans 4.17, this is out of the King James Version. It says, who against hope believed in hope, 
that what? That he might become the father of many nations. So some of you may have things that the Lord's promised you, rhema words from God, even just things in the written word of God. The known will of God is right here. It's all right here. And you, most of the time people don't get further direction until they get this in them. You know, there was no book in here. There's no book of Ted and Carolyn in here, but it is inside their heart. And the Holy Ghost confirmed the written word and led them by peace to this office. But most people don't, they, they, they're so confused about the leading of the Lord because they don't know the word. You got to get the word in you. This is your compass. It's your, it's your internal guide on the inside. I see Suzanne says Satan uses guilt and condemnation to make you stuck. Oh yeah. But you know what? Christ has redeemed you. Christ has redeemed you. You don't have to stay stuck. Get unstuck. Use your mouth to get unstuck. Amen. Amen. This is what Abraham did. It says, according to that which was spoken. So God gave him a promise about being the father of many nations. God spoke it to him. But what God speaks to you, you have to speak out of your own mouth. And it said, so shall your seed be. But he, so he wasn't weak in faith. We know what weak faith looks like. We've all had it before. But praise God, we're growing up. Yep. It says, it being not weak in faith, he what? He considered not. He considered not his own body that was now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither did he yet consider the deadness of I just of can't imagine being pregnant at a hundred. <laughs> neither. Lord, I come go, on now. Lord Jesus. No, thank you. In the act right? to get there at a hundred. Oh boy. Shalabasitidi. Oh my Jesus. Yep. Oh my. Oh my. Yep. I brought, but there, I brought there, that in. There were natural circumstances that were contrary to what God said. And he could have said, well, you know what? I've already messed up. And he had that promise for a long time before he finally got it in his mouth. He had he already had a kid. Yeah. But they did it the wrong way the first time. Mm -hmm. And Sarah could have gotten condemnation. Oh, well, I'm disqualified. God's not going to do that right. for me now. They I already had gave a them situation my where they kind of talked themselves out of it. Right. They made something in the flesh. And they could have stopped right there, but they didn't. And that was under the old covenant. So the blood of Jesus is bigger than your past. It's bigger than your failures. It's bigger than your mistakes. Just uh, buck up and grow up and get it right. Get it right how they did. So stop considering your own body. Quit considering the circumstances. Quit considering yet the deadness of, stagger, uh, of yeah. Sarah's womb. Yeah. So they didn't consider the natural circumstances. They didn't consider, look at that. But... And they also didn't what? They didn't stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. And then it says, but he was strong in faith. How was he strong in faith? If you want to be strong in faith, this is one of the ways that you can be strong in faith. Actually, there's several things listed here. It says, but he grew strong in faith. The Amplified says how? By giving glory to God yep. and being fully persuaded, what? That God promised he was able to perform. And I love what you were saying. We don't have to figure it out in our heads. God is the performer. You're not the performer. You know, I remember I heard a Mark Hankins teaching a long time ago, really. It says, Mary, she believed that there would be a performance of the things that were told her from the Lord. Do you believe there will be a performance of the things that will, were told you from the Lord? You know how you know if you're in faith? Faith gives thanks it rejoices and is glad. Doubt, it fears, it despairs, and is sad. So you're like, am I in faith about this situation in my life or not? If you're sad, if you're depressed, and you're despairing, you're not in faith. But if you're in faith, and you can get in faith, 
like that. You give thanks, you rejoice, and you're glad. Amen? Amen. I see your, uh, somebody was calling us. I know. That was interesting. What is he doing? Do you not know we're on right now? <laughs> Ted's FaceTiming me. Hey, hey, hey get on the, the broadcast. Um, we want your faith to be strong, Take notes. brother. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. This, uh, you know, I, I like, even though you've, you've been direct saying like, you know, buck up. It's good because sometimes that's what we need to hear. Sometimes we don't need to hear the, the niceness of the word or it given to us sugar-coated or, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it needs to be a uh, directness because I know sometimes when things are direct with me, it shakes me and it makes me think about it. Mm -hmm. And not everything I like to hear, but that's why you go off and you let the word work in you and you let it, like not everything God's asked me to do, I was all like gung-ho about in life. Well, discipline isn't exciting in the moment. I was like, I haven't been all like, yes, Lord, sure. I've been like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> well, but you are you obeyed. sure? Yeah. And when you stepped out to obey God, that grace and anointing that empowers you, it came on the scene just like it did when you finally got to church that night. Absolutely. But you would have never seen that power activated if you would have stopped and quit. Correct. But you can pick up your faith anytime you want to. Anytime. Make today that time that you pick your faith up. And maybe with your children, maybe with your parents. Oh, he's been in deep prayer and intercession. Stop judging me. Okay, we were not judging you. Faith doesn't judge. Did you just really judge. try to FaceTime me, Yeah, babe? he did. He in did. In the middle of the broadcast? It was. It's okay. Did you want to be on the broadcast? Do you maybe want to Maybe that's a, he has a, a word of prophecy. Call? Do you He's, need to come in? You want to do like a prayer for us? A prophetical something. Um, one thing I was thinking about as it just here at the end as we were talking is the only thing that Jesus said that uh, will hinder your faith is faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. And that's good, that's oh, good I, because your prayers don't get answered when you hold unforgiveness. No. Your miracle doesn't come. Healing in your body won't come. Mm-mm. And that's really the only thing that Jesus mentions that hinders your faith is unforgiveness. Our, our studio audience here, when I said that, she goes, mm, let me write that down. So some of you, maybe you haven't seen what you say you've been believing for because you have unforgiveness in your heart and you just won't let things go. And it's not hindering anybody else but you. I remember Gloria Copeland saying this all the time, and it really set my captives free. She said, unforgiveness is like you drinking poison but expecting the other person to die. She has a good teaching on unforgiveness. She's got a good, there's a good blog that she put out, too, that I've read the list of what happens with unforgiveness. What happens with unforgiveness? Well, just the different things that I listed. Like, you know, people think, well, I'm doing everything right. My faith is at an all-time high. I really need this healing in my body. But then there's unforgiveness towards something else mm -hmm. or there's an issue with between, you know, 
them and their spouse or a family member or something they're holding on to but they think everything else is together over here, but then it's missing this one little piece. Yeah, and you could have unforgiveness in your heart from to, towards somebody that's not even alive anymore, that's dead, and it's still hindering and affecting you. You know, when I was at Raymond, we worked in healing school, I noticed the number one thing that blocked people and hindered them from receiving their healing. I would say 99 out of 100 people, their main number one underlying cause was unforgiveness. And once they got rid of that unforgiveness and they got their mouth right, they got their miracle every time. Well, obviously Sarah had to do some forgiveness in order to get her miracle. You think she did? Mm -hmm. she, she probably had to forgive herself. Yeah, because I would have been slashing tents and tires and everything else. <laughs> I thought that was going to bust out yesterday when we, were at the, uh, when we were out shopping when they tried to creep up on Maddie to put her mask on. <laughs> that part of her started coming out, Ted. It's true. She said, I will cut you. <laughs> no. Well, um, but she she forgave and latched on to the word. He, you know, he felt forgiven mm -hmm. so he could move on. Mm -hmm. And just like when you read in 18, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Amen. So that's something that you may be feeling today. Like, I just can't get with that level of faith that you're talking about. Or I don't have that peace. Or I have no hope. The situation that's around me, the things that have happened this year, the things that happened last year, you know, with anything, your job, your finances, your spouse, your kids, there is hope. But we have to do our part. Amen. And that's what this teaching was, is to get you from, you know, out of a place of weak faith to strong faith. Amen. Because we're not called to stay where we are. Amen. We're called to look different, speak different, act different, live different than everybody else. We're never called to stay where we are. I love Psalm 1, that's something I talk about a lot because it says that you are to be productive in every season. Ooh, and just good. like we talked yesterday, the new. Jesus is in the business of giving us the new, Amen. that we're to have the new, we're to do the new. Mm -hmm. He get in the business of being productive in every season, no matter what season looks like, no matter what's going on around us. Wow, that's good. So it's something that, you know, we are to be forever increasing. I mean, when you read the word of God, your finances are to increase, your health is to increase, your joy is, you know what I mean? The, to say about the Holy Spirit, to be filled and refilled, so that should be increased. So he's in the business of increasing our lives. Amen. So with this today, go back and listen to it again. But I also, you know, I want you to search out things in the Bible, Amen. faith stories that Amen. will speak to you because <laughs> what we taught on today and what we touched on is minimal to what the Bible says about faith. We Absolutely. would be here all day. You'd never get your hair done tonight. Never. You'd look like a hot mess. I'm just kidding. And Roots isn't just a miniseries on TV, okay? <laughs> so. so, you know, what I always want you to, I challenge you to go after it. What Find what else the Word of God says Amen. about faith to build your faith. Mm -hmm. This book is full of it from Old Testament to New Testament of stories of faith. It'll build your faith. This is a faith book and the word of God is alive. 
you were saying earlier we were we were going to change the name of this broadcast to Faith Rehab. Because if you really read Hebrews chapter 11, I, I joked with her this morning, I was like, you know, you can look at that as faith rehabilitation. Everything, like I went, if you, in, in that Bible, if you see in this one, when I went through 11, I had to circle the word faith. So, <laughs> uh-huh. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, 17, 18, just in, just in that by chapter, faith, by, faith, by, by faith, faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. So I went through, this was years ago, because this is my first Bible Ted ever gave me back in 05, and had to go through and really pull that out. And it was, but these are all stories I mean, so if you want to start with Hebrews chapter 11 and then go and find stuff, but it just goes to show you different stories and everything was what? By, By faith. faith. So that's how you're going to get from By where you are faith. to where First you want to be. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5, I wrote down today, And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith Hallelujah. might not rest in the what? Wisdom. The wisdom of men. But, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And obviously you got something because you turned the Psalms. No, right? well, I, I was oh. just reading out of the King James what you said that oh. about bearing yep. fruit in every season from going to, to glory to glory, from going to weak faith to strong faith. And how you're going to do it is by faith. That's how Abraham did it. By faith, Abraham offered Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. By faith, Jacob worshiped. Yep. By faith, Moses was hid for three months by faith, by faith, by faith. So how it was their action? Yeah, it was it was their faith, right? That's how you're going to get from where you are right now to where you want to believe be or what you're believing God for. It's by faith. Amen. And you have the same spirit of faith. You believe and therefore you speak. Amen. Look at my face. Your face is a pretty face. Her face is a pretty face. Justin, thank you. Charlene, Justin, you guys are awesome for hanging with us for an hour and a half. This is the true Victory Tribe. I mean, to sit here, we've got Lena in the office joining us today. We love you, Lena. Thanks for coming. God bless you. She's the powerhouse. We've been able to watch God change her life in the last few years. Amen. So it works. Faith the works. word works Amen. when you work it. Amen. So at the end of the day, you know, responsibility is ours. If you don't like what you have, check what you've said. Check up on what you've been saying. Check Amen. what you've said, check what you're doing, and check what you believe. Amen. Because you can have everything. <laughs> this isn't a tease. Well, I mean, like, people are like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, I mean, people think, you know, oh, that sounds nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe that's not for me. Well, God's kind not of a liar. So, yeah, everything it's he not tells a tease. Us, we can trust him. But we can have everything in everything. this Bible, but we have to work the word. Remember, mm -hmm. faith is an action word. So what are you doing today? I love mm -hmm. to ask questions when I'm on the broadcast to make you guys think, what are you doing to activate your faith? What could you be doing to increase your faith? Amen. When you think about what's going on around you, when, you know, someone wrote me not long ago and they're like, I just want to be free. I feel like this is before COVID. You know, they just feel like, you know, OCD with germs and this and that. And, you know, how do I be free from this? And I'm like, listen, 
<laughs> take your faith and literally when that feeling comes up to you that you feel like you you need to like scrub your hands or you feel like you touch something and oh my gosh you know what's going to happen literally make a decision right That's then and good. there at that moment i'm not going to wash my hands this time i'm not going to do what i normally do and just in that moment try it one time and feel the release of freedom amen because your faith was activated and then she wrote me back. She's like, I did it. I did, you know what I mean? It was like this, that one moment and a simple thing. She didn't have to sit there and fast for 21 days. That's so good. I need to not wash my hands, Lord. I need to not wash my hands, Lord. It's like, no, soul control. Amen. Hashtag so soul control. If you watched yesterday. Listen, you are the boss. You tell your body how to feel. Amen. You tell your body how to operate. Yes. You say what's allowed in your house. You say, you, you give permission to whatever's going on. So if you don't like what you have going on, kick it out. She's like, mm, that's right. Let me say, mm, that's right. No, but it's seriously, you are in control. Amen. And I don't think people realize how much of in control they are. So it's a good balance of being in control, mm -hmm. but releasing control to the Holy Spirit. Yes. So to me, I feel like, if I release it to the Holy Spirit and I let him guide me, then I'm actually in control. So That's the good. control gets, the control comes back to you. It's empowering. It's like the, the recycle arrows. Yeah. It empowers around. you and it disarms the enemy. Yeah. Every time. Amen. Thanks for having me on oh my today and yesterday. Ted, thank you for letting me be on your show and sit here in your anointed chair and all of that good stuff. Well, it's I'm going to ask phenomenal. you to pray one more time since I have you today. Okay. I'll get to do this tomorrow. Okay. And so, but I want you to stir up the gift of faith in everybody that's watching, whether it be now on the replay. I receive it in the mighty name of Jesus, what you're going to say. My faith always needs to be stirred. Amen. And I trust your words. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, I, just one thing that came up in my heart here is people need to forgive. So let's do that as we start to pray. And then that's going to that's going to help you turn your faith loose. Yep. Brother Hagan always talked about turning your faith loose. Well, one of the ways you can help turn your faith loose is let it go. Forgive. Okay, so let's do that. Father, I just thank you for each and every viewer, every partner, everyone who's watching and listening to this broadcast, even it's it, it, the podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Lord, even those on Periscope. And Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, as an act of our faith, we choose to forgive. Just say that out loud with me. Say, Lord, I forgive everyone of everything. I forgive them, I release them, and I bless them in the name of Jesus. So Father, I thank you that I'm free from all unforgiveness. I'm walking in love. My faith works by my love. I'm walking in love. I forgive everyone of everything. Yes. And Father, I thank you for the gift of faith. The gift of faith is mine. I release my faith for the gift of faith for my healing. Even as uh, Carolyn was talking earlier, people who uh, have been uh, struggling with something you shouldn't be struggling with, whether it's migraine headaches, whether um, it's pain in your feet, whether um, you have optic neuritis, you've got pain in your back, um, maybe you've been having marriage problems, whatever your thing is, in the name of yes. Jesus, receive and act now on your faith 
for healing and for wholeness, even in your marriage. Start acting like you love him, like you used to love him. Start honoring him the way the word says honor him, even when you don't feel like it. That's how you act on the word and turn your faith loose in these situations. And Father, I just thank you also right now for every person that's believing you for a financial miracle, for a financial breakthrough, that as they have given, it's given back to them good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And according to your word in Proverbs, it's the blessing of the Lord that makes them truly rich. And you had no painful nor sorrowful toil with it. And I thank you for the anointing that comes on them right now in the name of Jesus and the power to get wealth so that they can establish your covenant on the earth. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead, you getting something else there, sis? No, I'm just I was I was looking I was looking for a verse that I was reading this morning about giving. But it will come to me. It'll come to you. It will come to me. Amen. But Listen, if this blessed you, blessed you today, put your fire emojis up in the comment section. Let us know. I want to hear from you. Yes. Email us at info at miracleword.com. Anything you want to get to um, Evangelist Melissa Swindle, if you guys want to put that, uh, her information up there again, you can contact her. This is her uh, website information, melissaswindle.com. Yep. We have it. Nope. Yes. We'll Anybody in the back? MelissaSwindle.com. Easy breezy to find. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Fire emoji. They all fell out in the back because it's such a powerful prayer. Amen. <laughs> but um, I want you to, if either you can contact us, I'll pass it on to her. But I know this is going to be a life-changing message. And that prayer receive it by the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Get it into your spirit. Get the bulldog tenacity, that bite on that faith in the word that she preached today to change. Listen, every day is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Let today be a new day. Nothing like yesterday, even better than the day before and ever increasing every day. So thank you so much for being with us. I'm going to give you the opportunity to to give today. The information is going to be at the bottom of the screen. You can give by hashtag donate. You can give by uh, cash app. PayPal, Venmo, and listen, he gives seed to the sower and yes. bread to the eater. You're, as long as you're sowing the seed, because that's what planting, that's what we water, the bread, the provision, that's for eating. You're never going to be out of that. Never. Because it's two separate things. A lot of people, you know, eat their seed. They don't eat the bread. They try to, they try to um, plant bread and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, it's it doesn't. It's a flop. That is a flop. It's a flop. So thank you for standing with us. We're getting ready to go on television to 80 plus million Woo! homes. Um, I I want to see as a, um, I don't know if you, want, you guys want to give me thumbs up or hand emojis, have Evangelist Melissa come back with me. I really want to do a week with her on Nonstop Mom. Yes. Just for women, kind of like an online women's service. Would you guys service. like that? I would love, I, I mean, 
well, regardless if we get any emojis or not, I would love it because yes. I love being with you. Thank but you. you're I a powerhouse, and so thank, thank you. you for being with us. But thank you for sowing into this ministry. Amen. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for praying with us. Amen. We pray for you. Uh, we're getting testimonies in. I know I, I sent a couple to Ted last night that came in through the email. Praise and it's God. just financial miracle yes. after financial miracle in a year that financial miracles shouldn't happen by the natural. Right. I told Ted, I said, literally, this has been the most financial miracle testimonies that people have emailed in. Like everyone wants really? you back. Yay, um, thank you. And uh, uh, in a year when it shouldn't be. But just goes to show you who believed God is their source and who didn't. Right. And so this is a time. You got three more months of 2020. Yes. Make it your best. Amen. Make it your best. And Isaac sowed in a time of famine and he received in the same year. Yep. So I just want to encourage people to that are partners to keep sowing, keep giving, and, and just keep doing it. Be faithful in your giving because God's faithful to give seed to the sower. If, and, and if he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. And so it's a, it's a cycle, but you got to keep it moving. Is there a way um, on your website for people to give? There is. It's there just is. MelissaSwindle.com. I want you guys to go to MelissaSwindle.com and bless her. Well, she doesn't have socks on. Bless Not her flip-flops off. Yay! She's got some nice flip-flops on. But Thank I want you. you to go to MelissaSwindle.com and sew into what she's doing. Because she just spent three months, three months in other nations. Can you list them for me? Yes. Okay. So I started in France. Uh, I went to Finland, the Netherlands. I went to Turkey. I went to England. Oh, my goodness. Where else did I go? I went to three other places. It's hard to, to list Manchester. them all. I went to Manchester, England with Pastor Joel and Evie. Um, and then I, where else I went to? Did you go to Italy at all? I went to Italy, Modena, go. Italy. I also went to Italy. I just lived vicariously yes. through her uh, Instagram stories Thank you of for where doing she was that. and preaching. Yes. Yes. So I um, had the honor to go all over Europe and to Turkey. And um, I love missions. I love international and I know a lot of people don't look at me and think that I'm the missions girl, but I am. I love to win souls, make disciples. And Listen, uh, if you don't follow her now, follow her on Instagram. She literally, every time she gets into a car with an Uber person or a taxi. True. Uh, no, I'm not kidding because she, she posts them all on, on Instagram. She gets the driver saved. I, I mean like all hands and toes counting and then more. That's what she does. She's a powerhouse for the kingdom of God. So I want you to go and bless her right now. I'm asking you on behalf of the Victory Tribe that you go to MelissaSwindle.com and bless her ministry because she's getting ready to go again. And just like she said, yes. she's on a mission. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever wicked men have devised to try to shut down the right. nations and stuff, it can't happen for Amen. the righteous. Amen. It, because God's word can't be stopped. His Amen. hand's still on, on this nation and he's still on his... Uh, messengers and so it, the, the gospel has to be preached to the ends of the earth amen and you've been called to do it and, and we're gonna you. stand with her thank you for being and you're partners. gonna stand with thank her. you guys absolutely and I would say also I just want to encourage people to give again and with you guys <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what faith friends do though but do your sewing but I believe in you so much I, like, I love you. you do your sewing I love where you, you're man. going <laughs> I love you, you are the wind beneath my wings. <gasps> 
You are the wind. Thanks, Siri. Thank you, Thank Siri. you, Siri. That was I'm just. I'm sure Ted's like, girls, That was awesome. That was that awesome. That was awesome. Siri, but I, I love I you usually guys. hate Thank you, you for the I honor like and today. the privilege to be on. Thank Absolutely. you, Ted, for uh, letting me be on with your lovely anointed wife, Carolyn. And I love you guys. Thank you for being my partners, my faith friends. And thank you, Miracle Word, for partnering with them. And um, did I get some extra special stuff when yes. you're your partner? And so anyone who's giving $85 or more a month, You'll see this on the screen. Go to miracleword.com forward slash offer and you're going to get the very own signed copy from my pastor, my bishop, Dr. Rick Thomas, uh, Speak to the Void. And that is a life-changing book. So you can get that. So just go there, put in your address, do the drop down. We'll send you the free gift. If you're giving $1,000 or more, you are going to get um, a signed life application, genuine leather. Smells good. Genuine leather smells nice. good because like it's real. Leather. Yes, it's soft. Um, Tyndale NLT. I like NLT as just my daily read. Okay. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's very just easy language. And then when I see something I like, then I go and I do, you know, you study. I see mm -hmm. how the ESV says it now, the King James Version and the Amplified I really like because mm -hmm. I like all the extra words in we it. Do. It just makes like it real clear. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a thesaurus within your Bible. Absolutely. <laughs> Extra clear. So you're going to get this and a copy of his hard copy of Further Faster that he's going to sign to you. He is gone for the next three weeks, which you'll be hearing from him. I think he went on the other night. He went on a live. Oh, yeah. So just stay in contact. Pray for him. He's in Evansville, Indiana this week. Uh, he told me last night that uh, three people from... Georgia have flown in for the meeting. Wow, praise God. Yeah. Hungry for the word. Hungry for the word. And so we thank you for being dedicated and a part of this ministry. We love you so much. And um, just want to share while I was listening today, headache left, glory to God. Praise, praise God. God. I That's rejoice awesome, for that. Amen. I rejoice for a headache because I think of Jesus looking at everything as the same. Mm. He does not say, Cancer's really hard, let me focus on that with Sally. You have a headache, you just deal with it. Absolutely no. From cancer to glaucoma, to arthritis, to diabetes, to the common cold, to a headache, Amen. to a stomach ache, it's all under the same umbrella, and it's all been redeemed on the cross, and it all has looked the same, and it all has to bow to the name of Jesus. So I rejoice that your headache was gone, because that's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a faith I know victory. a lot of people always like focus on a disease being a big deal, but to me, you go girl. Amen. Amen. Thanks for watching. Love you, and Love we'll see you, you tomorrow.